0: Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. This is Tony, and tonight I am joined by Adam and a very special guest. Uh, Our guest is David Spira. He is the co-founder of RoomEscapeArtist.com and the co-host of the Reality Escape Pod. So if you haven't guessed by that, we're going to be talking escape rooms this evening. Adam, how's it going? Good. How are you doing, Tony? Good. Thanks, David. Welcome to the show. Thank you so very much for having me. Oh, it's our pleasure. Uh, Many of our listeners may wonder how an escape room fits into the mouse and more world. Um, Well, you know, this is part of the and more. Uh, You know, sometimes we go on vacations. It is not to the mouse. It is not to uh, Universal. And uh, maybe you're in Vegas. Maybe you want to go do an escape room. Maybe you are in what many consider to be the number one escape room in the world, and that is Sherlock the Vault, which is in the Netherlands. I don't know, David. You may find that I'm wrong with that assessment, but that's what I found by doing some research. And uh, you know, sometimes you just want to escape reality and 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 try to uh, try to find your way out of an escape room. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And uh, Adam, why don't you tell everybody how uh, how we came to find David? So
1: my friend Brian asked me if. I knew of any podcasts I would be interested in having David on to talk about escape rooms. And I said, why not my
0: own? So we $20 later. Here we are. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: And uh, I've never, I've never done escape room. I don't think uh, Tony has, but uh, Tony has a wife and two girls. That's basically escape room. Every time he leaves his house.
2: Exactly. What I, had, what I had pitched to Brian was that, like, from my perspective, escape rooms have kind of grown into these local amusements. And so I was thinking, I wonder if there are Disney podcasts that would be interested in exploring that with me. Well, definitely. You know,
0: I I think, you know, when people think going away, uh, you know, a lot of people think Disney and you're right. It is a form of escape. Um, you know, you're, you're escaping back. For me, it's escaping back to a simpler time. Um, but other people like to physically escape from a locked room. And. Uh, You know, you don't realize how big a business it actually is. I believe that pre-pandemic between 2019 and 2020, the escape room industry uh, was worth or or generated four hundred and sixty five point five million dollars, which is which is a hefty sum. You know, it's nothing to be sneezed at. And I think that many of us, when we're going to our local mall these days, for those of us that still go to brick and mortar establishments, I find that almost every mall I go to has an escape
2: room in it so there's a whole bunch of things happening so basically yeah the escape room industry is an actual industry there there's money being made there are some wonderful products being produced they are not all created equal but yeah there is there's a lot of escapism happening it's a lot similar to you know amusement park theme park stuff that that we're that we're seeing and a lot of people are creatives are coming from the theme park and themed entertainment world and starting up escape rooms so you know the biggest thing and you know for people who are thinking i don't really want to sit through this i don't want to be locked in a room um escape rooms have moved pretty far away especially the really good ones from like this you're locked in a room you must complete this puzzle gauntlet in the next 60 minutes and if you don't you're a dummy that was definitely where the vibe started back in like 2012 2014 but with the infusion of a lot of this themed entertainment thinking it has shifted so much towards experiential gaming and entering into different worlds and there are all sorts of wonderful things that and crazy things that people have built okay
0: so that leads me to my first question is is obviously escape rooms are a physical entity But I've seen that there's a a bit of a virtual escape room environment out there as well.
2: Yes. So during the pandemic, and this was starting a little bit before, but it really boomed during the pandemic, virtual escape rooms were a pivot that a lot of escape room and escape room adjacent companies had adopted so that they could continue to produce product, pay the bills, engage with their audience, offer something. And so they're that started off with a lot of people basically strapping a GoPro to their head and going into a room and sort of just being an avatar for their players and the games that they had built for real life play. But over the course of the past few years, we started to see companies go and make games that were designed for the digital medium. And so you end up with games like Pursuit of the Assassin Artist from Omescape, Escape, uh, which is a really cool game that you can't actually play in real life. It's a physical escape room, but it's designed for a performer to strap a camera to themselves and then go be the hands of the player or Project Avatar out of uh, Ukraine does some insane things that you just could not do in real life. Okay,
0: so so now my my question to you is, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a virtual escape room or or is there nothing like... You know, nothing like being in a room and and having a physical presence.
2: I mean, for me, I got into this because I love the I love doing things in person with my friends and loved ones. And there is no replacement for that camaraderie and that thing that happens in real life when you're playing together in the same space. And so I think there are some brilliant and wonderful virtual escape games out there. They're certainly worth playing, but if I have to pick one, I'm definitely going with the physical thing.
0: Okay, and and it sounds like, you know, those that do enjoy escape rooms, you know, they, they've broken it down. I believe 37% of groups that go into an escape room are a group uh, over 21, 19% is a group under 21, 19% is a corporate group. Obviously you can use this for team building experiences. Fourteen percent are intergenerational groups, so maybe a uh, uh, parents, grandparents, and children. Uh, and eleven percent use it for a date night. Now, I don't necessarily know that I would use it for a date night because uh, I, I think statistics show that thirty to thirty-five percent of escape rooms are successful in, in completing the uh, experience. Uh, so I, I definitely wouldn't want to take a young lady there and then find out that uh, you know Tony can't can't puzzle his way
2: out of this room. I don't know which what the date is on the stats you're pulling. They sound to me like they are probably from like 2017, 2018. Okay. Definitely pre-pandemic numbers. But basically, mm-hmm. when Escape Room started, they were definitely targeting a younger gamer audience. That was what Escape Room creators thought their core audience was. And it sort of was in the beginning. But over time escape rooms and the industry has matured a lot and your typical person who is booking these games now is a woman between the age of 30 and 50 hmm. and the the style and the desires of that of 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 the buy you know of, of these games have changed quite a bit based on who is predominantly doing the buying here hmm. so yeah there i wouldn't recommend an escape room certainly for a first date um there's some people who swear by it and there's some countries where it's like there's like a a heavy first date culture around escape rooms in uh in china there is like a whole thing about using escape rooms as a way of figuring out uh social compatibility both um romantic and platonic there's sort of like a friend dating thing going on there where they they actually do deliberately try and play games with new people to see who they're connecting with. But uh, there's definitely a cultural ele- cultural element to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of different people booking these games for a lot of different reasons. And the other thing that I would say is that escape rooms have generally gotten easier over the last few years and. They used to be really hard. Like, yeah, thirty to forty percent escape rate used to be pretty normal. A lot of escape rooms, especially your higher end escape rooms, have shifted to thinking about it more as an experience, sending the players on a story that has a beginning, a middle, and an end. And that frequently means softening the difficulty to put more focus on that storytelling element, that immersive element. So there's a, mindset shift that has happened not entirely throughout the industry but definitely throughout a lot of the upper end of it
0: okay now the 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 creativity that you mentioned uh, you know th- this kind of makes me think that even though this isn't a specific disney conversation you know you you said that some of the theme park uh, uh producers are are coming from the theme park world and it almost sounds like it's it's geared towards somebody who's in Imagineering you know you want to create a story you want to create a cohesive story there's a backstory there's the element of 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 puzzles and figuring things out um and and just for for folks who might not know um you know obviously Adam said he's never been to an escape room What are the the general elements of an escape room? I I think you mentioned, you know, 60 minutes like is 60 minutes kind of considered the the average escape room time. And out of that, what you know, I I know it involves puzzles and brain teasers. And, you know, if it is an hour, how many of these puzzles do we have to solve in order to be successful?
2: Yeah, so. There are very few hard and fast rules about what constitutes an escape room. There are escape rooms that are outdoors. Mm -hmm. There are escape rooms that are 15 minutes. There are escape rooms that are three and a half hours, uh, at least in Greece. (laughs) There are, so like the length of time can vary. The type of environment you're in can vary. The style of gameplay can vary as well. We have certainly seen a shift from Pure puzzle play. Back in the early days of escape rooms, the olden days of eight, nine years ago, everything was puzzles. But what we talk about now is more gameplay. And gameplay can come in a lot of different forms. We have puzzles, which are, you know, yeah, more reason based try and solve this thing. We have tasks, which are, you know, things that you would organically want to do in this environment, things that make sense in the narrative they're not necessarily something that you really have to figure out they're just think that they are things that you do in the space that have an effect that triggers some kind of something to happen and they help pull the story together and then you have challenges which can frequently be physical. It can be throwing challenges. There can be, you know, all sorts of different physical challenges that happen in these things. And some escape rooms can be pretty physical, especially if you were to visit a place like Spain um, or some of the companies that are uh, up outside of Boston, like Level 99 or Bodeborg. There can be some really heavy physical elements to it uh, if that's the style you're looking for.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, for the the layperson who who may just be out looking for something to do on the weekend, uh, are there any chains across the country? It it looks like, from what I looked up, um, Escapology seems to be a a pretty large uh, escape
2: room company, but are are there chains or franchises that people can go to? Yeah, there are a lot of chains and franchises. I would say, as a general rule, they can be fine. The chain and franchise, that the, the, it's really a chain that I recommend, is uh, the Escape Game. They do a very good job of producing a quality product and maintaining that quality across all of their different locations. A lot of the chains and franchises can be pretty hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're going into a mall, there is like a chain called All in Adventures that is pretty prevalent. And I would strongly dissuade people from visiting one of their locations um, just from personal experience. OK, duly noted. Adam, cross that off the
0: list, would you? I think Adam's still with us.
1: Yeah, I was just yeah, I'm just looking for a swipe sound here.
0: Um,
1: <laughs> David, uh, why don't you tell us how you got to this part in your life? Like your first give us your first escape room and how did you, you know, go from that to, you know, writing about it and talking yeah, about
2: it? Yeah, so my story is a little bit strange. I was planning a trip with one of my closest friends, actually someone that uh, there's three of us that have known each other since we were fifteen, Brian who introduced me to you, and then we have a mutual friend Eliza. Eliza and I were planning a trip to Budapest back in 20, I guess it was 2014, and I, maybe it was even 2013, I was looking up things to do on TripAdvisor in Budapest, and the top-rated activity was called claustrophilia, and it had a lot of five-star ratings, and that name and the amount of ratings it had warranted further investigation. And so I looked into it, and it was an escape room. I had never heard of the concept, but having grown up on puzzle games and just video games and loving things like Zelda and Indiana Jones, and I immediately just fell in love with the concept. And I called up Eliza. I told her about this thing. We both agreed we were going to do it. And then I went to bed that night, and in the middle of the night, I woke up and I had what I call my entitled New Yorker moment where I said, if this exists in Budapest, there should be one in New York City. <laughs> and so I Googled escape room, and the very first escape room in North America, outside of San Francisco, had just opened up in New York City. Oh. And I immediately booked every single ticket to this game. I invited a group of friends, I told them that we were going to go and do something in New York. It was going to cost them $28. I thought it was going to take about 90 minutes. I was pretty sure it was going to be safe. Pretty sure it was going to be fun. But I didn't tell them what we were doing or where we were going. I gave them the address of a restaurant that was a few blocks away. And all but one of my friends came with just that little bit of information. So uh, my friends, for better or for worse, trust me, was what I took away from that. And we went in, and the game was incredibly rudimentary but i just loved it so much and a couple days later i went to a bar and met this woman named lisa who we started talking i mentioned that i had just done this weird puzzle thing where i was solving puzzles in this weird room and she started asking questions about it. I asked for her number. And now she and I are married and we run this website together. Wow. But, so that's pretty cool. Yeah. We but the, the website came out of my background is user experience design. And I have floated around in the tech world, applying that trade for quite a quite a while now. And I was, you know, speaking at conferences and. Doing my thing, and there were a thousand of me who were operating at my level who were all saying roughly the same thing, and I was kind of getting tired of it. And I started meeting all of these brand new escape room owners, and every single one of them kept telling me some version of the same thing, which is, It's the Wild West. There's no rules. No one knows how to do any of this. We're just, you know, doing whatever we want. Hmm. And I looked at the games and I started saying, Well, I love this concept, and I can see the trajectory for it or at least some version of the trajectory for it and i felt like there were major gaps and i felt like they were this conglomeration of all of these different skill sets that already existed all of these puzzles and all of these things that were in these rooms they were all interfaces and i was designing interfaces for a living and there were decades there's decades of knowledge about how you design better interfaces And i said well let's write about that And I started looking more at the games and, you know, they have video in them and there's a century of knowledge about cinematography. And it was very clear that none of that knowledge was being applied in these videos. So let's investigate that. And then there's all these electronics and there's all this knowledge about engineering. And then there's storytelling and there's a there's a storytelling element to this. So there's, you know, millennia of human experience and knowledge about how to tell better stories. We could start applying that and so we basically just started collecting knowledge from other areas and trying to figure out how do we translate that back to escape rooms and so we were writing reviews of these games we were writing thought pieces on how to design better games we were writing tips for players about how to be better players better teammates get more enjoyment out of this and it kind of grew out of all, all of that we started running conferences we started a podcast We run escape room tours, and it just is this hobby that turned into a business that sort of turned into a whole second job. Uh, My wife and I still have our regular jobs, but we basically spend the equivalent of a full-time job running this thing on the side, largely out of passion.
1: Wow. Did you ever – you did the Budapest escape room?
2: Oh, yeah. Went to to Budapest and – just saw something there that i I wasn't really prepared for the game doesn't exist anymore oh. um, but we walked into this i can spoil it a little bit we we walked into this old you know kind of pre-world war one building and it was kind of imposing and a little bit scary on its own we walk up a flight of stairs and we enter into this small little room and There's just a letter on there that explains that our long lost uncle had passed away and this, we were entering into a challenge to see if we were worthy of inheriting his fortune. And there was no staff. There was nothing but this letter that we had to sign that also had some rules. And then we started looking around and we started finding all these curious objects and these puzzles and these locks. And we started kind of working our way through it. And, it was just especially for me having I played one game before and it, the world building that was going on. And it's all rudimentary, but you can feel it. You can just feel the thought that was put into it. And it was just enchanting to me.
1: That's a shame. It's not there anymore. Um, in, do they speak Hungarian, in Budapest, Hungary, I guess? Is that the language?
2: Uh, Yeah, Hungarian is the language. Hungarian is one of the most challenging languages in the world as far to to learn if you weren't raised on it. As far as I've been told, my wife is a linguist. And uh, so the language is pretty impenetrable. And Hungary, Budapest in particular, is sort of at a historical and geographic crossroads so it gets a lot of tourists from all over the world it's kind of a port of entry for a lot of tourists from a lot of different places and so the common language there is english and so the games are generally available in hungarian and in english and oh, okay i would say for a lot of europe at least in touristy areas most of the games that you'll encounter are available in the local language and English. It's sort of the lingua franca for lack of a better term. Gotcha. Okay. So I was
1: thinking like you're you're over there and then you can't even read anything because you don't speak the language. <laughs>
2: we we have played we have played a game in uh <laughs> On a different trip to Hungary, my wife and I, we went to Debrecen, which is the second largest city in Hungary, and it is very small compared to Budapest. And there's not a lot of escape rooms there, but we we found one. We were, wanted to play it out of curiosity, and we emailed the company, and he told us that his English game master wasn't available, but he was going to get a friend who spoke English to kind of be a translator. And so we walk into this suburban, well, it's not suburban, but it's a residential neighborhood. And there's just a man waving at us saying, hello, 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 which turned out to be the only word that we had in common with him. (laughs) And he took us into like a thousand year old wine cellar underneath his home where he had built an escape room. And we had his friend who spoke fantastic English, but had never played an escape room before as a translator. And it was this incredibly funny game of telephone because he didn't know any of the escape room jargon and so as he was trying to as as he was trying to function as translator we were sort of trying to figure out how to there was a sub game going on of how do we communicate with the creator of this game through this guy who can only sort of communicate with us it was that was an entertaining experience yeah Yeah,
0: that that sounds like you walk into somebody's basement in the second largest city in Hungary and, and either you're going to get an escape room experience or, or somebody's losing some
2: kidneys. I definitely, I have a high trust threshold when it comes to escape rooms. So if someone really wanted to murder me, <laughs> there there is a path to do so. Duly noted. Uh, Hopefully, (laughs) hopefully hopefully
0: no serial killers are are listening to the uh, show tonight.
1: Um, Well, I like your your website in the what's a room escape. Is that I mean, that's what it says in the title. Is that on purpose?
2: Yeah. So back in the early days of escape rooms, the more common term for it was room escape, which is why our website is room escape artist. Uh, And we were playing on the escape artist, which, you know, but yeah, the terminology inverted over time and so yeah probably should update that at some point but we kind of you know both are acceptable terms gotcha and yeah escape room room escape escape game you know, escape adventures people call them all sorts of different things but escape room is sort of the the most common term at this point
1: so on there you say it sounds like the movie saw and it's just funny how like you know they definitely they don't want to kill you um, yeah. So I guess that's something you got to remember. Uh, I mean,
2: so these are all insured businesses and <laughs> insurance companies, you know, tend to frown upon the murder of customers. <laughs> So
0: yeah, Adam mentioned, and I mentioned at the beginning of the show that roomescapeartist.com is is David uh, and his wife's website. And I apologize because we don't know your wife's name. Lisa, that's cool. Lisa. Oh, you did mention you met Lisa in the bar. See, I would fail at an escape room because I missed an obvious point right there.
2: Memory challenges are not really part of an escape room. Well, there you go. Then I'm OK. Not you. Um, but
0: if, if if anybody does get a chance to go to David and Lisa's website, uh, there are escape room basics on there. You know what is an escape room? Uh, there's 15 things to know before you play an escape room. Um, and there's a regional recommendations guide, too. So uh, I'm I'm certain, David, that that you guys have traveled across the U.S. and it sounds like you've done some international uh, escape rooming. Do, do they call it escape rooming, escaping? Uh, what's what's the
2: term? You know, the term is usually just playing Okay. Um, yeah, it's funny. We, we, I mean, some people use different terms, but yeah, usually we just say we're, you know, play played in this country. Okay. And, uh, you know, you, Adam and I are all from the
0: tri-state area. Uh, the two of you are in New Jersey. So f- for anyone listening in the tri-state area, what, what would you say is the, the number one escape room?
2: So if you are, so I, I tend to differentiate between Manhattan and then kind of the rest of the area. Um, if you're in manhattan, there's a company called mystic. Uh, they're actually in brooklyn There's mission escape. There's beat the bomb Those are kind of your core You know the places to visit if you are in new york There's also a new company called doors of divergence that just opened i'm hearing good things, but I can't personally vouch for it If you go outside of that uh, outside of the boroughs Then I definitely recommend going to Five Wits, which is in the Palisade Center Mall up in West Nyack, New York. Five Wits is actually kind of a pre-escape room company. They've existed since 2004, about a decade before escape rooms. And they make sort of like Disney-style adventures. They're family friendly. There's a lot of automation. The scenic is beautiful. And the games are a little bit shorter. They tend to be like 30 to 45 minutes. They're really impressive, and they're a great time. The other company I would say is uh, 13th Hour in Wharton, New Jersey, which is a little bit out there, uh, but they do a killer job. Just fantastic <laughs> company.
1: Wharton is um, next door to where I live. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Never heard of it, but uh, that, I'll have to check it out. Um, it's not that far out there for me, though. So
2: <laughs> Yeah, I'm glad to hear it. You should definitely check it out. <laughs>
1: Oh, that's too funny. Um, yeah, and 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 yeah, and again, Manhattan is a pain in the neck for all of us. So it, I like how you differentiate the two. So that's good. For our listeners, if they're on a theme park trip to Orlando and L.A. Anaheim area,
2: and can you recommend any in in those two spots? I sure can. So in Orlando, and I haven't played there since before the pandemic. My favorite in the area. Right out, it's really in Orlando, it's right near the parks, is a company called Doldrix. They have some really cool games. So Doldrix has a game called Captain Spoopy Bones and the Magnificent Quest for Some Other Pirate's Treasure, which the title in and of itself just kind of gives you a sense of the vibe there. (laughs) Really...
1: some yeah. other pirate treasure, that's funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, really fun, really funny company. They also have a game called uh, S- Super Bomb Squad Commandos Awesome that is very frenetic and frenzied. I don't know that that's an amazing first game because the energy is, is really intense. Um, Red Sled Redemption is their Christmas game, and it is, I think, a fantastic beginner's game. It's really approachable it's really whimsical it's a lovely christmas themed game so that's kind of in orlando if you've got a car you're willing to drive a little bit out there Uh, i haven't been to the company myself yet there's a company called the exit games and they have a couple of games there that are really renowned one is called pins and needles tattoo parlor And the other is called Servants of Slight, which has got kind of a magician's thing going on. These are beloved games that I'm hoping to get to in the fall myself.
1: Hmm.
0: Excellent. And and I think a a point for Orlando, if you are going to be visiting uh, back in June, and and this is public knowledge, uh, you know, as of now, uh, Universal announced that they are bringing Universal's great movie escape to their city walk uh in orlando so that uh you know that's definitely going to get a lot of attention once it's opened uh it looks like they're theming after back to the future in jurassic world so uh there's going to be a lot of foot traffic and i'm sure those will be very busy of course that makes me question whether disney will will do some escape rooms uh i'm sure if it becomes super popular uh you know monkey see monkey do in the theme park world that uh, <laughs> disney would make uh take steps to to do something similar
2: yeah, I would say that that's a reasonable assumption. And I know that the amusement park world has been looking at the escape room world for a long time and kind of keeping its finger on the pulse. And there's been a curiosity about what this all is and where this is all going.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and I think the you know, you mentioned that some of these uh, locations change games out seasonally. I think one of the big things with theme parks is is if they do start with the escape room craze, you know, theme parks are not one for changing things out. And, yeah, it, you know, the, the, the Fuhrer is there initially and, and maybe they're super popular. But if it takes off, you know, five years from now, I would hope that it's still not back to the future in Jurassic World.
2: Well, what I would say is that with higher end escape rooms, they don't really rotate out. These things are built to last. They are built with a lot of investment. A high-end escape room can cost well over hundred thousand dollars. Some of them are up over two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to produce. Um, the the most The most popular game that so you had mentioned the most popular game in the world as Sherlock's The Vault, and I think that was the case probably 2017 or so. Since then, there are there's a couple of games in Spain, and there's some other games in the Netherlands, like The Dome, which I don't know how much that game costs to produce, but it, the premise of this game is that you are being administered hallucinogens and being put into an experiment. And there are no drugs involved in this game, but they truly make you feel like you are hallucinating through the magic of set design and game design. It's These games are insane wow. the degree that they're being built.
1: Okay, so th- those are overseas... I know, however the cost is, whatever. But how much are we is a person paying for these kinds of you know higher-end escape rooms?
2: Escape rooms, especially the high-end ones, are still kind of a steal. I mean, escape room pricing tends to be somewhere between thirty and fifty a person. Sometimes if you are going to a really high-end room and you're only bringing two people. Sometimes they might charge you a little bit more of a surcharge because they need to hit a minimum to make it worthwhile for them to operate the thing. But they are, especially the high-end ones, they're basically mini amusements that just dotted across the world.
1: The other thing I thought was interesting was I had the assumption that everybody escapes. But I guess it's that's not the case in terms of, Finishing the game before the, assuming there's a timer, finishing the game before the timer runs out. So I, I, it sounds like it you really got to do it well to, in order to, the good ones, you have to do well in order to actually complete the the process.
2: So these games are increasingly being designed to be a little bit more forgiving to try and help the players along you'll have game masters and you'll have systems within the games that will help you out you're not alone in this thing you're not unsupervised in this thing and you're not without support and i can tell you personally like we take hints i have played literally a thousand escape rooms and we still take hints when we get stuck the question that we're always asking ourselves and the thing that i'm looking for as a teammate is i kind of look around for the energy of the room and i want to make sure that my teammates my friends my loved ones are all enjoying themselves and if we get stuck and the energy starts to dip i go and suggest hey uh, if we don't make any progress in the next minute or two i think we should take a hint and we, we do there's no ego about it to me the worst thing that you can do as an escape room player especially a new escape room player but i I think this is true of of even experienced players is to go in feeling like your ego is on the line, like you're being judged, like this is a thing that you have to prove. You have nothing to prove. You're going to this thing to have fun. And when you aren't having fun, take a hint. There is no harm in it. There is there's no test. There's nothing that's going on your transcript that's going to be sent to college. No one cares. This is about having fun. So wait a second. This is not on my permanent record. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) That's it. You know, so like this is about a good time.
1: So, David, any escape rooms, Los Angeles, Anaheim area that you want to talk about?
2: Yeah. So Los Angeles is one of the more popular escape room regions. The kind of the greater Los Angeles area. And as a person who isn't from Southern California. I do a very bad job of differentiating between the various neighborhoods there, much to the chagrin of my podcast co-host PG, who is from Los Angeles and just thinks I'm an ignorant heathen when it comes to this stuff. But in kind of the Anaheim area specifically, there's a company called Crossroads. They make some really fun stuff. Uh, Funhouse and Hexroom. Hexroom is a little bit of a more advanced game. I wouldn't recommend it as a first game. And you really need to go with six players. No more, no less. But then there's also companies like The Exit Game. They have a game called 13th Basement, which is a, a kind of a parody of horror escape rooms. There's a company called Not Another Escape Room that I haven't personally played, but what I hear is that their builds are a little bit more humble, but the games are really, really fun. Yeah, and then there's also a company called Infinity Escape, and they have a game called uh, The Magic Cottage, which has some phenomenal effects and some really, if you're looking for kind of a Harry Potter-esque, you know, wands and magic type experience, this really hits home. And uh, I, I would say it's worth checking out. For the broader Los Angeles area, um, there's a ton of stuff. But definitely recommend the Ministry of Peculiarities. There's a company called Quest Tavern that has kind of a DD and d vibe going on to it. There's a company called Stash House, which is fantastic. We've interviewed the creator of that company, Tommy Haughton, on our podcast. Uh, Hatch Escape, they make some wonderful stuff. And then if you like horror, do check out The Basement they they definitely have have some intense and also these are legitimately difficult escape rooms. This is kind of old school, really hard escape rooms. So don't take the basement lightly.
1: Well, that's like when you would get locked in the basement, you know, because you were being bad and you couldn't the, get
2: out for like a couple <laughs> hours. So that's all different, I guess. The basement is really going for a saw vibe.
1: <laughs> so that's the saw one that you guys are yeah. talking about on the website, and you guys have a find your room whole page on your website. So if there's a yeah. place that we have not talked about, because there are more, believe it or not, there are more areas in this country than Orlando, Anaheim, and New York slash New Jersey. I don't believe it, but there are other places. So.
2: I know it's it's preposterous, <laughs> but yeah, we have regional recommendations guides. We have a map. If you are trying to find a game and you can't figure out what you should play, hit us up on our contact form. If we haven't played there, we have kind of a vast network. We can always figure out what is worth playing in a given region. Now, these are not 2017 numbers. I think this is 2021.
0: In, as of 2021, there were just under 2,100 escape rooms across the U.S. So it looks like a number of them might have closed uh, during covid uh, because they were up at about 2300 in 2019 2020
2: so yeah so those are escape room facilities not games themselves um gotcha. and we have yeah we've we keep track of those statistics and we actually just put out the 2022 industry report so this is my wife's one of her big projects that she she deserves all of the credit for but her and a woman named uh melissa kind of keep track of all of this stuff and right now there are 1900 escape room facilities in the united states uh so yeah the numbers have dipped a little bit largely as a result of the pandemic but we were also expecting a lot of these closures even before the pandemic because The escape room industry did flood in 2015, 2016 with a lot of kind of low end, not so impressive, kind of poorly thought out companies. So, the word of caution here is that there are bad escape room companies out there. There are companies that you'll go to and you will not enjoy. Uh, So, don't assume that all of these things are like one another. And I would say definitely seek out the quality experiences because they are magical
0: so what you're telling me is if adam and i go to an escape room and uh we fail and it's pretty bad that we should definitely give it a second chance
2: that's what i try a different venue yeah and you know in terms of like winning and losing like there's a certain amount of you know skill that builds from having played these things more than once you know so i wouldn't read too much into that like you can You can always improve at it, and it is fun to get better at these things. But, like, again, find a place where you can go and have a really fun adventure. That's all you need. Some food, some
0: friendship, some fun. Solve a couple puzzles and brain teasers. Enjoy your time
2: together is what you're saying. Exactly. And I always recommend before you schedule an escape room, like, figure out where you're going to go for dinner afterwards. And plan that. And go off and... You know, have a meal, have a drink, talk over the experience you had, really savor it. Because that togetherness time actually really is, it's a unique thing. And it's not necessarily something that is all that common in entertainment. You know, so much of our entertainment is screen based. You know, you go to a movie, you sit on your phone, you sit on your computer. And a lot of the stuff that isn't screen based really requires you to travel great distances to go to a place like disney or go to a national park or something like that there is something really special about these creators who are bringing these wonderful things into your community and making it so that you don't necessarily have to travel to go and have an adventure excellent
0: as they say adventure is out there to quote a pixar
2: property
1: (laughs) i had some escape room ideas that i don't think exist Actually, I know they don't exist because they're all Disney-based, because that's all I think about all all the time. And I wanted to run them by you, David. Let me know if you think these are good ideas or not. Sounds good. So my first one is an Enchanted Tiki escape room. This is based on the Walt Disney's Enchanted Tiki room you'll find in Disneyland and and the Magic Kingdom. Different clues activate different effects in the room. And you have to solve the puzzles to get out. Uh, it's like a tiki-based escape room, and you you can serve tiki drinks in there if you want. I think that was a good idea.
2: I think that's a great idea. And there is a creator I know in the Southern California region who I've heard rumor is working on something in that vein.
1: Ooh, so a tiki type escape room.
2: Uh, there's a creator named Brian Corbett who was also a guest on our podcast. Who I believe is working on something like that.
1: Hmm. See the great minds think alike. Uh, have you been on the carousel of progress in the Magic Kingdom? I have not, I don't think. It's the attraction from the World 1964 65 World's Fair.
2: Yes. And it, yes, I have. Yes, I have.
1: So and it progresses like through the you know 20th century, right? So yes. my next idea was a carousel of progress escape room and this one you're in the different each each room is a different scene the puzzles that you're solving are based on whatever is going on in that era right so the first era is around they say it's around the turn of the century so we're unsure if it's like 1890 or 1910 i think it's i think it's 18 i think it's 1890 but regardless like one of the things that they that they bring up is that they had a pump for water in the kitchen but you had to ha- use water to prime it first cuz mm-hmm. you had to use water to prime the well before you get the water up right so that would be one of the puzzles if you will you have to bring the water or the water's there but you have to you have to rem- real you have to figure out that you got to prime the pump to move on to the next scene right and then you're progr- you go through these four different scenes in the same in that ride the main area of each scene is the kitchen in these different decades if you will so you'd be then once when you solved the first one you then go into the next room and you're in the next era so it's like four rooms in for one escape room it's a little bit more involved
2: so time travel is a fantastic escape room mechanism because it allows the designer to go and send you to all sorts of different environments in the same game. It's a good way to keep things feeling exciting. There are some wonderful time travel games, some of my favorites. Tony, in Connecticut, there's, a, I don't know exactly where in Connecticut you are, but in uh, Stamford, Connecticut, there's a company called Trapped, and they have a game called Time Chasers that is taking you to different eras in time and uh it's it's a really cool game and definitely one worth checking out
0: all right well and that sounds like an, a meeting point for adam and i because it's probably about uh about 50 minutes for each of us so adam Ooh. note that down that, that could be a weekend all right well not all a right. whole weekend but a weekend activity. well it
1: depends on how it depends on how many atomic uh, time, time travels involved it might involve a <laughs> couple of weeks <laughs> the time travel one that's really cool and that's I'm sure Back to the Future escape room that Universal's building will involve that. I'm sure it will. and
2: um, It certainly feels like that would be part of the brand promise for uh, Back to the Future.
1: Yeah, yeah. and that's something that you can't really do in the real world, but you can certainly do it in some kind of made-up fantasy, and that's what they're going for here, so that's pretty cool. Uh, Another one I had was, this is kind of supposed to be funny, but I think it's also serious. If you're familiar with the universe of energy attraction that was in Epcot, it closed um, 2017. Basically, it was in the end. It started. It starred Ellen DeGeneres, and she was on Jeopardy, and she had a dream, and she learns about how energy was um, created. So mm-hmm. the reason why I brought Think of Thought of this one again, you're going through different scenes, and you have to solve questions based on, in this case, it would be energy and how energy has been developed and used over the years. And then going from that, I thought, well, they should just do an Epcot escape room where you have different rooms based on the nine different future world pavilions, the original ones, not the newfangled ones they got now. And um, so you're answering questions about communication, about life and health, about energy, about um, of the future, about – transportation and the land and that kind of stuff so they could if disney wanted to because there's a whole movement of people that enjoy the nostalgic old things that don't exist anymore and myself included that they could incorporate some of the major themes into escape room type thing where it's it's all you know condensed into one area but you're moving throughout seeing the scene and you got to progress and of course if you don't finish, you have to pay to come back and do it again.
2: <laughs> so I think that the structural idea it feels like that could be a world that someone could build an escape room into. Probably wouldn't build it around answering questions. Like escape rooms tend to try and steer away from like quiz like mechanics unless there is a point to it um, that they do something more with. They tend to be more physical, but like making a different you know, making a different set of challenges that kind of ties into each of these different uh, pavilions feels like a very escape room way to go and produce something.
0: David, I I want you to know you're under no obligation to agree with any of Adam's ideas. And if you (laughs) think he's just crazy, you you can you can say that's just a, a crazy idea.
2: I really don't, though. I mean, like there the amount of Part of the beauty of this space is that people go and make all sorts of absolutely insane creations that, you know, you look at and you're like, I can't believe someone thought to make that. But they did and they made it really cool. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. Well, I I know we haven't even gotten to Adam's Muppet themed escape room yet, but I know it's bring on Muppets.
2: I love puppets.
0: Honestly, I didn't even think of that. I know.
1: (laughs)
2: <laughs> so I'll I'll tell you my my escape room puppet story is oh, that good. I worked on this uh, TV show for for Peacock called Create the Escape. I worked on the pilot, and oh. um, basically the premise was that kids were designing escape rooms for their parents to play. And this show is it's it's the show's on Peacock, but the it's actually the last episode in the run on Peacock is the pilot that I worked on, and I was very insistent on incorporating puppets in that because i couldn't think of anything that was more appropriate for an escape room and especially one that was made by kids than having puppets in the space and i love the way that that game came out that's cool now i'm gonna have to log on to peacock and check that episode out
1: you worked on the show or you worked on the escape room that they were in
2: I worked on the pilot and the concepting for the show. I worked with the production company on, on a lot of that stuff. Did, uh, did they yeah. film that in, like, this area? They filmed it in New York. Um, at least the pilot was filmed in New York. I believe the whole show was filmed in New York, actually. Um, Yeah, so... It's it's a really nifty show, and we also had one of the uh the, the one of the co-hosts was a woman named Hillary Manning, who we had on our podcast as well. So we have a whole interview with her about that whole production and and everything that was going on there. So if you're interested in kind of a behind the scenes look into it, um, Hillary is awesome, and she was a wonderful interview.
1: Wow, that's pretty cool. Tony, did you have escape room ideas?
2: Uh, the only
0: thing i'd like to escape uh sometimes is this podcast
2: oh stop <laughs> so funny you should mention that there is an escape room podcast called escape this podcast that is sort of like a dungeons and dragons meets escape room it's produced by an australian couple named danny and bill danny is, she's a genius at making these things and the show is super entertaining they have a massive audience um we've had the opportunity to be on there a few times they've had a bunch of celebrities on they've had neil patrick harris on um it's actually mm-hmm. how we met neil and we had him on our show but it was through them um so yeah escape this podcast is a thing interesting
1: so hmm. you can't escape us after all it's been no you can't today, I no know. i think I, I remembered one of my questions was in the escape room do they shut the internet off do they like block out Signal service? I don't know if I'm saying that right. But, Uh, or or do they encourage people not to use their phones?
2: A lot of escape room companies encourage you to not use your phones. Some of them can get a little bit militant about it. I'm not really a fan of that style of customer service, Mm -hmm. but there's like, no one's signal blocking. The FCC would have some big problems with that. And also like, you aren't being like locked in these rooms and you can't get out, like in the early days, They definitely were doing that. Um, But modern escape rooms in in the U.S., in most of Western Europe, fire inspectors are not a fan of locking people in rooms. They like, you know, emergency exits. Municipalities, you know, care about things like emergency exits and, and that kind of safety. So, yeah, you're not you're not really you're not really trapped in that regard.
0: All right. So based on your statement, the uh, U.S. and Western Europe, you're okay. Safety is paramount. Sounds like Asia's just uh, crazy over there.
2: Eastern Europe is. Eastern Europe can get crazy. And <laughs> at this point, I haven't played there, and at this point, I, I can't imagine any time in the foreseeable future where I will. But there is. A, I've heard many a tale of some crazy stuff going down in Russian escape rooms. Hmm. <laughs>
1: Wow, I can't. I can't imagine. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> like yeah, like there are just some places I don't want to be locked in. I don't care what the rules are.
0: Some yeah. countries I wouldn't want to do that. There, there's my escape room idea, Adam. And I think uh, you know that we are a Disney show, and and every fan has uh, imagined being trapped in a Small World type environment. <laughs> so I, I think it's a room full of uh, puppet-like children. Uh, and you've got <laughs> one hour to escape. I think we've all been there.
1: And the song uh, is playing over and over again.
2: Exactly. I heard that that ride shut down today and with people on it and the music wouldn't stop and people were stuck on the ride for like an hour. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that, that's that. kind of what made me think of that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was I was I was going to suggest that as my uh, my terrible <laughs> escape room idea.
1: Is there any like theme of escape room that you don't think exists or you haven't done that you would think should exist or should um, want to do?
2: I personally, I would love to see more explored in like animation, particularly like I love the idea of like an animaniac style escape room. Like I really want to drop an anvil on someone and have it do a <laughs> thing. Um, <laughs> that to me, like, like I, I, I would love to see more zany um, in a more Disney themed If Disney were to make an escape room, like, I'd love to see a Cave of Wonders escape room, you know, the whole Aladdin thing. Oh, Uh, I feel like that would be just kind of like, you know, because it's got like a little bit of that Indiana Jones thing going on. It's, you know, it's it just feels like the right type of environment to go and put some puzzles and some challenges and have people trying to steal that lamp and get out with it just feels like it could be an incredible journey.
1: That's, yeah, I mean, that that is literally an escape room. Yeah, For that's, Aladdin it was in the movie.
2: Yeah, that is, to me, of of all the Disney properties that I, I guess thinking through before coming on here, that was the one that immediately, that scene, that space, just the characters, just it feels like the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, I that's also good. would love to see a Sandlot style game where you're trying to get a baseball out of a backyard occupied by a big dog but you know there's no <laughs> real big dog it you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just stuff uh, like that i think is is really fun to explore i like i like a little bit more whimsy in my games Yeah, you're killing me Smalls. I, exactly i'm sure each
1: room kind of maybe has their own age limit with these but is there something you would suggest like you know maybe not infants yeah children that kind of thing
2: So, I mean, it depends on the region and it depends on the style of game. And, you know, like certainly some of your horror games and there's some some that I definitely would not be taking small children to. I would say. If you have a kid who's a little bit more mature, a little bit more interested and eager to like engage in an activity like this, I've played with like seven, eight year olds who are just really strong players like way stronger than you expect they have to want to be there and I, th- I think part of it not to interrupt you but i just did I-, I i think that part of that
0: with little kids is you know we're so used to thinking certain ways on certain things and mm-hmm. kids just think out of the box because they don't know any better
2: kids are generally especially if they're if they're engaged fantastic at escape rooms and f- i would frequently you know especially Especially with new players who haven't, you know, who who haven't learned the ropes a little bit yet or haven't gotten comfortable. Like, kids as first time escape room players are fantastic. And if you talk to escape room game masters, they all have so many stories about trying to tell the you know, the, the adults in the room to like shut up and listen to the kid. It's it's such a meme in the escape room community. And some of it is that they have different sight lines. They see things that adults don't see, especially things that might be down low. So they see things differently, but they also, kids don't get self-conscious about being wrong. So they'll shoot off an idea that might seem ridiculous that adults are going to just push away and be like, oh, that can't possibly be. But kids don't have the same constraints. And yeah, they tend to be really good at this stuff if they want to be there.
0: Right, and that's why they bring people bring me into escape rooms. It's for the sight line. I'm I'm only four two, so I have uh, I have a different perspective.
2: Uh, There you go.
0: I'm I'm not
1: really. He's not four two, but Tony, we got to bring your kids. Not that your kids are kids; they're older. We're gonna need kids.
0: (laughs) They would enjoy it. Yes, David. Is there anything we didn't cover
2: that you would like to uh, like to mention? You know, really, uh, I think it's kind of been a recurring theme of this is just. Get out there and have some fun and get out of your head. Don't worry about being wrong. I also don't recommend playing escape rooms with your coworkers. If you're like, play with your friends. Mm -hmm. Don't do this as mandatory fun. Don't force your employees to go to an escape room if they don't want to. (laughs) Don't drag people who don't want to be there. Go with a group of people that wants to have a good time and you will have a good time. And, you know, reach out to us if you're trying to figure out where you ought to play. We're always happy to help people out. And there's a wonderful escape room community. It's got a lot of people in it that love these things and love to share and love to think about this stuff. There's a player community. There's a creator community. There's all sorts of stuff. There's tabletop escape rooms. There's virtual escape rooms. There's a style of escape room for everybody, whether you don't get to leave the house often or you want to leave all the time and you want to travel the world. It's a community that can be lots of different things to lots of different people
0: all right and i I think the important thing there that that you mentioned is uh, no matter what the media is or brick and mortar or the format it's about having a good time always excellent and i think that's a, a good point for us to wrap up the show um, I'd like to thank our guest David Spyra, who uh, is the founder of RoomEscapeArtist.com. Check out his website. Uh, you can also, uh, I, I think, there's a link to his podcast there, the Reality Escape Pod, uh, which he co-hosts with his wife Lisa. Nope. And um, do you guys nope. have a uh, hold
2: problems? on? I, I I co-host. My co-host is uh, PG Law, who is a two-time survivor player, not my wife.
0: Well, you know, your wife wanted to co-host with you, Aaron.
2: She really did not. <laughs> not her medium.
0: all right uh duly noted Uh, do you guys have a facebook presence or tiktok or or any of the social medias
2: yeah we're on facebook we're on twitter we're on instagram we haven't yet gotten on tiktok although i'll probably do that in the fall um season four of the reality escape pod is coming this fall the first three seasons are up we put a lot of love into it and we have some really cool guests Excellent.
0: Well, thank you for your time. And then I hope that our listeners uh, check out the site and maybe maybe venture off to, uh, you know, something non-Disney and spend some family time and friend time in an escape room. Thank you so much for having me. This has been a blast. Awesome. As always, I'd like to remind our listeners that our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel, an authorized Disney vacation planner. You can check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team plan your family's next vacation. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on The Mouse and More Podcast. And on behalf of Adam and our special guest, David Spira, this is Tony, and we are The Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone.
1: Good night. Thanks, uh, David, for coming on. Thank you for having me.